Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Gary, Randy, and on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line is our friend, our Blues Insider from The Athletic, the one, the only, Jeremy Rutherford. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Good morning, Randy, Kerry. How you guys doing? I'm doing great. Doing wonderful. So the Athletic is counting down the 100 best players in modern NHL history from 99 to number one, and we know who number one is. Uh, so you've got number 22 this morning at the Athletic, one of our all-time favorites here. Yeah, Brett Hall, just so much fun to uh, to write about him. And, uh, you know, i got to tell you guys, growing up in St. Louis, uh, went to Lutheran South High School. I knew at the time I wanted to be a journalist. I was into sports writing at the time. And, uh, you know, grew up during Brett Hall's heyday. And I just remember being 18, 19 years old saying, I, I wish I could write about Brett Hall. This would be phenomenal. What a, and so to be here at The Athletic now, writing about Brett Hall as being number 22 in our list of the NHL 99, just a thrill. And to chat with him, uh, I guess it was about a month ago, uh, so awesome. And uh, I picked out a line that he had in the story, and I just tweeted it. If people didn't see the tweet, he's got so many great lines in the story today, but one of them was uh, – I asked him about trying to get open in the offensive zone. How did you do that? How were you so stealth? And he said, well, there's a reason they were defensemen. It's because they didn't get offense, so you knew they were going to make a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) He's a beauty. By the way, with all due respect, Jeremy, because I think you do great work, but if you grew up in St. Louis and you couldn't wait to write about Brett Hull and now you're writing about Brett Hull, you're you're just a total homer. (laughs) <laughs> That's exactly what I am. That's what we are in the Midwest, in St. Louis. The media saw. We just lobbed the questions up there. That's what Total we've been home. told. Yeah. Hey, JR, we uh, we did a segment ago earlier, uh, a few segments ago, um, revisiting our picks for the season for the Blues. And I picked my number one goal scorer as Tarasenko. Uh, it's not looking great for me. <laughs> Who is going to be the guy that is that is going to lead this team in goals? Obviously, we think it's Kyrou, but is there anyone else that could sneak up there and, and start hit, putting more pressure on a opposing teams offensively yeah believe it or not I was listening to the segment and I was playing along with you guys trying to remember who some of my picks were and it has been a, a tough year for predictions obviously uh but uh, I, I liked your pick I like Tarasenko in that contract year, carry and and uh, you know when Jordan Cairo got off to the slow start you thought that maybe he can't uh, get to those same numbers that he produced last year but you know I think he's going to be that guy and you know Buchnevich Randy I think he'd be up there too but he's missed some games with that injury and and uh, he's starting to play really well, and now on that line with Kyra and Thomas. So I think any one of those two guys, Vichnevich uh, or Kyra, should probably be the pick uh, for the remainder of the year. JR, a lot of different, differing opinions about what the Blues can be in the second half of the season. What do you think they're capable of? Well, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. You know, you look at these numbers. I think I did it yesterday, 9, 3, and 3. So they've got points in 12 of their last 15 games. 
And you look at without O'Reilly and Tarasenko, it's it's four and one. So hey, let's not rain on anybody's parade. Let's not you know try to say that this isn't a team that can do it. I I sat down to write a story the other day, and you know all I kept thinking about was, hey, you never know when you're going to be in for a ride. Now I think we can all be realistic and look at the situation and say that it's going to be tough. And perhaps in three weeks we're looking back and saying that we are right about that. Uh, but they're playing good hockey right now. And don't look now, if you beat Calgary, you can be in a wild card spot as of tonight. You'll be tied in points with Calgary if you win in regulation and, and Edmonton. And you've got the, uh, the season series against Calgary. So, uh, you know, it's, it's still early. There's a lot of time to go before the deadline. Things could come unglued a little bit, and Doug Armstrong makes some moves. Uh, but what is this team capable of? If they can keep finding a way to get these points – and then get some of these guys back, you just don't know. Hey, JR, is this a, a glimpse of what this team could look like and may look like at the trade deadline without uh, Vladdy and O'Reilly in the, in the lineup? Do you think that this team uh, could potentially be aiming towards going forward without those two? Yeah, I really could, Kerry. You know, I think that uh, Doug Armstrong, you know, I don't want to say he's made up his mind, but I would figure that he's leaning towards trying to move those guys unless some run happens here. And I think uh, you look at this team and the way they've played without those guys, it shouldn't tell anybody that uh, they're a great team without them. I think they definitely need these guys. But the bottom line is they're assets, and teams around the league are going to be calling about them. Uh, The Blues could perhaps use some help replenishing uh, the system and and maybe hitting the reset button. And if uh, you get overwhelmed with a trade offer for whether it be O'Reilly or Tarasenko, I think that's what you have to do. So uh, with them out, the Blues have shown that they can still play a good brand of hockey, and I think we're getting a real good up-close look at that right now. If they were to trade either one of those two, what would you be looking to get back in terms of, of coming back in the trade? Yeah, so it's it's tough because of the injuries, uh, but you can look at it one of two ways, and I think we've, we've done that. I think you look at uh, the, the injuries to Tarasenko to the hand. Does he come back and still shoot the puck well? You know, O'Reilly, who I think everybody can agree, looks like he's lost a step a little bit. How does he look coming back from a broken foot? Um, how much time are these going to have? These guys going to have to play some games before they potentially get moved by that March third uh, trade deadline day? So prior to the injuries, I was working on a piece. I talked to some people. They figured that you could get a first round pick, maybe a guy, uh, another prospect, somebody who's been drafted in perhaps the second round in the last couple of years, something like that. Uh, perhaps the same for Vladimir Tarasenko, but now are teams still going to be thinking that rich in terms of what they'll give the Blues for these guys coming off injury? Of course, the other side of that is uh, these guys have been rested for a while when they come back, so I think teams will look at that as an advantage too. And Jr. Doug Armstrong is not going to be fooled, but we can be, right? And the Blues, after tonight, they play Tampa. Then the rest of January, you've got Ottawa, Nashville, the Hawks, and Buffalo at home. None of those teams right now are in a playoff spot. Then you go on the road to Arizona, Colorado, which is going to be probably healthy by then, and Winnipeg. So you have a chance to really be strong heading into February where you get Arizona at home, Florida at home, the Devils at home, Colorado at home, and then you're, you've got Ottawa. Carolina's going to be tough. Vancouver, the, the Penguins have struggled. Seattle is a beatable team at home. We could get to March 3rd, and the Blues could be actually comfortably into a playoff spot, but I could still see the Blues making these moves because I don't think that schedule is realistic when you compare it to what you're going to face in the playoffs. Right. That's what's going to make this complicated. It really is. And so you look at this, and they don't play a lot of good teams in the stretch. And you play 14 of 19. That includes the game the other night against Calgary. 
at home. And there's a lot of teams, Arizona, Chicago, on your schedule like that. So that's where Doug Armstrong is going to have to look and say, okay, we've been pretty good against this competition. We're still in a pretty good spot heading into uh, the trade deadline. Uh, but where do we measure up against the good teams in the conference? And there are a few of those types of opponents uh, you know, in, in the stretch. So I think he'll get somewhat of a look, and he's already got a good feeling about that. So I just think that you're going to have to take the glasses off and, and stack this team up against some of those playoff teams and see what you think there, and then base your decisions on that. And Jeremy, we focus on 90 and 91 because their superstars are the highest paid guys on the team. I have to believe that Barbashev is going to have some value at the deadline, too. I think so, too, and, and I think so much so that do you try to re-up them, and I'm sure they've had some talks uh, behind the scenes, and or at least at the very least have an idea what that number could be for Barbashev. I wrote about it the other day. I touched on Barbashev. Uh, Dom at The Athletic had his uh, market value projected. I think it was around $4 million, uh, maybe a little bit more. Could that be realistic for uh, Ivan Barbashev? You know, Craig Bruby loves him. The team loves him. He can move up and down the lineup. He does so many things when he's playing well. Um, you know, so much so, Randy, that I think the Blues would like to keep him if they could, mm. if the price is right. But if he doesn't, yeah, certainly there would be interest. Hey, JR, I brought this up before, but the fact that Army said bringing these young guys up now is not a great time because the Blues play the game the wrong way. Is it a possibility that because those young guys play the game the right way, that this team could be starting to make a transition and, and going in the right direction? And, and what comes to mind is, you know, we hear Baruby talking about get to the net, get shots on net, and that play where Santini takes the shot, gets the rebound, Alexandrov gets the rebound and, and knocks it in, that's similar to what Baruby has been preaching all year and these young guys are just doing it naturally. Is it that that maybe these young guys are are bringing the right style of play uh, to this Blues team and they're all starting to catch on? Yeah, it's it's a great point because here you are worried about, okay, the team's not playing a great system. They're not playing connected. You don't want to bring these young guys in. But then you bring some of these guys in and that's the style that they're playing. And it's almost, I don't want to say leading the charge, leading the way because you still have Braden Shen, Brandon Saad, some of these guys doing a great job, Justin Falk leading this team. Those guys, I think, are are pointing the team in the right direction. But these young guys are. They're coming in, and like you said, they're playing uh, a real simple game, Kerry. So the one thing I want to add to that, and again, it's a great point, is uh, remember when we were talking about culture three or four weeks ago, and I did write about it. Hey, this is the head coach, Craig Berube, who questioned the culture in the locker room. Well, some things have changed in the last three or four weeks. The team's starting to play better. They're starting to do the things that he and and the organization want to see. And what did Craig Ruby say a couple days ago? He said that, I I feel like it's back. I feel like people are are doing the things they need to be in. That culture that we talk about is there. So, you know, does it come and go? And is it uh, really closely tied to winning? For sure, yes. But it's also incumbent upon these players to do the things that they need to do and and now we see that which we didn't see three or four weeks ago jr before we let you go i want to circle back to your piece about brett hull and it's a great piece at the athletic this morning theathletic.com if you haven't signed up what are you doing i mean you got to have the athletic but we're sitting here watching tage thompson on a pace for 60 goals and all of us not all of us many of us i think most of us are saying i do it again and again and again because we got the cup out of that trade do folks in Calgary feel the same way? Would they make that trade again and again and again because Rammer and Wamsley helped them get the Stanley Cup? I think they have to, right? And especially that came on the heels of all that Edmonton success and, in fact, was the reason, I think, why they made that trade. In the piece, you'll see that they talked about that within the, the doors in Calgary. You know, we are trading a what they called, Randy, was a, a guy who's going to score 40 goals in the NHL. We're <laughs> trading Brett Hall. He's going to score 40 goals in the NHL, but... We want to win the cup, and these two guys, St. Louis, is going to give us or are going to help us win the cup. So I think same situation uh, here in St. Louis. You take Ryan O'Reilly, you take the cup. 
and you just watch uh, Tage Thompson and, and enjoy it. Uh, but, yeah, and oh, by the way, Brett Hall went on to score more than 40 goals in a <laughs> well, season. So That's the amazing uh, thing, but, and, and you have it in there with the, the exit interview with Brian Sutter. If you can just share that story. Yeah, and, and you know, I just talked to Brian Sutter about that not too long ago, and, and I know that's been talked about before, but he scores the uh, 40-plus goals Brett Hall does, and he thinks he's going to go in the exit meeting and have a uh, terrific meeting with Brian Sutter, and Brian Sutter says, get to work. You can be better. You can be better. And when Brett Hall had his number 16 raised to the rafters at Enterprise Center, Randy, I'm sure you were there that night, uh, what did he talk about? He talked about how Brian Sutter pushed him to be better in that exit meeting with him, and he went on to become the player that he was. Awesome. Great stuff, JR. We always appreciate your time. Have a great day, great weekend. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk to you soon. You guys, too. Talk to you later. See you later. That's our Blues Insider from The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford. In that meeting, Brian Sutter said, hey, you've got to move your feet more. You've got to keep moving your feet. He scored 41 goals without basically moving his feet. And then he starts moving his feet and scores 72. So, (laughs) Blues players uh, that are on your way to practice, if you're tuned in, moving your feet is a good thing. That's the importance of coaching, too. Like Not allowing you to be satisfied with having a good season when you know there's a great season, you know, underneath there somewhere. And and to, to make sure you stay on your guys and not only that but the guys accept it and don't you know don't turn their back to it or get frustrated I had 40 goals what are you talking about you saying I can get more yeah Mm -hmm. you can if you do these things and and that that's a testament to both of those guys